Welcome to Rafa. I'm Dr. Lee West. Glad to have you with us. Glad that you're availing yourself of our Bible Answer Man segment on our website. Uh, I would encourage you also to uh, search out the, uh, there's some Pentecostal preaching that we've taken out of our archives and we put some of those on there that you can uh, peruse over and listen to. S- some of you have never heard Pentecostal preaching. Well, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy those because uh, they, they were under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and preaching has a definite thing that teaching doesn't do, such as this teaching. Preaching has a, a total different environment for it. And a lot of people don't know that, but glad to have you here. And I, I pray that this will be a blessing to you. And if it is, I would just encourage you maybe to consider sending us a gift so that we can uh, bless other people. We, the ministry is going to continue to do this. We're going to continue to do it. And I just offer you that chance if you'd like to send us a donation and be a part of it or go on there and purchase some of the other things that are available. It will bless other people and that we can uh, can uh, do do even more of these. So thank you for that. Okay, the question that comes to us today is about having a tattoo. Can I have a tattoo? Should I have a tattoo? I've had a tattoo. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And... There's things you need to consider as this, because as as I go through the secular area and even in churches, especially in the secular area, though, because in churches, many times it's more covered up. But I, I see so many people, some not only have a little tattoo on their arm or their ankle or something like that, but there are people who have tattoos from their wrist to their neck and from their neck all over their body. So uh, I I guess I need to address this. And of course, this is going to be a dividing question. People are going to have their opinion about it. Well, I have my opinion. You have yours. Uh, You you can justify yours, I expect. Maybe you've never thought about it in certain line. I have to think about it because I'm a a professional minister, and I I have to look at it uh, from another point of view, because you see, unless you've considered the spiritual aspect of the thing, you really haven't fully, fully considered the tattoo situation in question. Leviticus chapter 19 in the Bible, verse 28 says this, ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor paint any marks upon you. And then it goes on to qualify that with a colon. Of course, that wouldn't have been in the original. It was added later to explain it because it says, I am the Lord. And when he uses I am there, that's the tetragrammaton uh, meaning of the word God or Lord of, of the situation. So God is ruling as a Lord over the situation. He's saying that you won't make any cuttings in your flesh and you have to have to do that to a fashion. If you're going to get a tattoo and nor paint any marks upon you. Well, tattoos are flagrantly marked and they're, they're not young things. I mean, these aren't, I mean, though they're more flagrant than I've ever seen them before in, in the, in the country, but uh, in the last few years, they're becoming uh, very prevalent, but they date back uh, many thousands of years, probably 10 or 12,000 years uh, and they've even been uh, discovered on perver- uh, preserved bodies. So it's not something new. It, they're, they're very, very old. The practice of tattooing really uh, 
began coming into prominence among the, the British sailors in, in, a, in a flagrant way of the 15th century when they would t- tattoo something like mother uh, on their arm because they felt if you had a, a tattoo of mother, you, you couldn't sink or you couldn't drown. Well, of course, we know that that's irrational superstition, and I hope you don't rule your life by superstition. That would be a, a silly way to go, and especially if you're a Christian, because we're supposed to be governed by the Holy Spirit. The Romans tattooed their criminals and also their slaves. That was common practice in the Roman Empire. The Nazis, as we know, if you research uh, World War II, and I, I was a boy in that era, they tattooed numbers on the Jews, and they did this to dehumanize the Jew. Now, people do it today for, for different reasons. They, they do it so that they can tell a, a story that impressed them. They can uh, do it to memorialize a certain events. They can do it to, to exaggerate a certain event or for identification. Some people just do it to identify. They can do it for political or social opinions. And they can do it as an attention gatherer. As I said, I've seen people have grotesque-looking ones. They're making a statement, and others have tattooed. I've seen some that you can see it beginning at their wrist, as I said a while ago, and going all over their whole body up to their neck and then down their torso. These people really haven't considered this when if you have this done when you're like in your late teens or early twenties and and you do a, a exaggerated one of these things, it's not gonna look the same when you get to be sixty or seventy years old if God or eighty years old if God grants you that kind of a a, a lifestyle. Unchristian people, non Christians, they they they're not gonna be feeling any spiritual part to this. But Christian, you need to consider this because 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says this. Pay attention to this. Know ye not, that means aren't you considering this? Don't you know this? That ye are the temple of God? And it goes on to a conjunction that, that, that the Spirit of God, that means the Holy Spirit, dwelleth in you. And it, there's a question mark put there by the uh the translators. So we need to be considering these things. If you're considering a tattoo, go to that 1 Corinthians 3.16 and look at that and meditate on it before you do that because I don't care if it's just a teardrop that you put on you. It's going to have consequences because you're violating the temple of God as a regenerated, born-again person. That body no longer belongs to you. That, I'm saying that forcefully, but you don't own that body anymore. God Almighty owns you, body, soul, and spirit. He paid a tremendous price on the cross of Calvary to purchase your soul, your spirit, and your body and make it come alive. So you don't have the right to make these kind of decisions without consulting the Holy Spirit. If it's not pleasing to Jesus Christ, it's not going to be pleasing to you. And it goes on to say in verse 17, if... The clause, if you, if you, any man 
defile, that means destroy the temple of God, that temple I just spoke about, about him shall God destroy. And then he, and there again, there's a colon there to explain it. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. If you will take, reread those chat, first Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 and meditate on it, you won't, you won't get a tattoo. Your, your body is not a billboard. It's, it's not to be cut and dwindle, whittled upon and impregnated with foreign ink to make, to make a statement by you. You don't have the right to do that, Christian. You are to be a witness for God, not to witness for yourself. And I'm saying some of these are, I'm, I'm trying to say it with a little sting to it to make you consider this before you ever go, you to get it done. Because once it's done, it's very, very, if not impossible to get that removed. And it's a, it'll be a reminder for the rest of your life that you violated the word of God and the, and the edict and will of the Holy Spirit. Now, many of you listening to this have a tattoo. Many of you listening to this are Christians. I'm not going to address the unsaved people. I'm just going to address this comment to Christians. If you have had a tattoo performed on you, there is forgiveness. As there is with almost every other thing, you can get forgiveness in God. It'll be there for a reminder, but God can give you the peace that you violated him you violated this temple, the body of Christ, as indwells the Holy Spirit. So there is forgiveness, and you can get forgiveness for it, but you have to get together with God Almighty and ask his forgiveness for it out of a heart that's repentant. Okay, I, I, I've answered that. I understand it's divisatory. I understand some of you have uh, maybe had to swallow a few times to even listen to me complete this teaching. But I believe other Christians... You've been fed by it, and now that you've heard it, now you're responsible for it. I've told you the problem with it, and I've explained to you the the ramifications, the way that you can get clean from it. So it says, if we sin, we have an advocate with the with God the Father, that the man Christ Jesus. You you can have forgiveness in God for it, as with most every other sin. Well, I, I pray that this answered the question with the pros and the cons about it, and it'll cause you to meditate and can give you peace if you've been dwelling about it. Glad to have you with us in these Bible Answer Man things. Share this with your, with your, uh, with your groups in the church and pastors. If you're using these things, I praise God for it. Let us just help you bless it. Consider putting Rafa on your domestic give, giving. If he's a blessing to you, then consider putting us on your domestic, uh, giving. Some people are confused about how you give in the church. Well, I have a tape that you can uh, order through Rafa uh, about giving to God. It'll free you. It'll liberate you in the areas. Okay, good to have been with you. Glad you've enjoyed this teaching. I pray God will enlighten it to your soul till we meet again on one of these or in, in person as we do seminars and teachings. I just pray that God will just richly bless your life.